Happy New Year. We did it. We made it to 2021. Although it still feels like March in a lot of ways, this year has actually come with a lot of growth and change as well. At least for me, and I hope for you too. And I don't mean to diminish any of the tragedy or heartbreak that has occurred this year. It's been terrible. It's been an awful, awful year for the world. But I also am just me and reflecting on myself in 2020, I've gone through a lot of changes that I don't think would have happened if not for this year. So that's why I'm coming on for my first solo episode, just to reflect on the way I've changed and the lessons I've learned this year. And they're not anything I could have planned for. Um, They're nothing I could have asked for at the end of last year. None of them were New Year's resolutions. In fact, my goals at the end of last year were totally external. I finished 2019 with all of these objectively amazing accomplishments. I had run a marathon. I had gotten into grad school. I had all of these bullet points that I could put into an Instagram post and say, hey, look how many things I did this year. And when I posted that Instagram post, I actually felt a little nervous about 2020. Like, how am I supposed to top that? I've already run a marathon. I'm not going to get into school again. How am I supposed to beat myself? And what I didn't realize is that attitude I had towards myself is what was going to change the most and what I actually needed to change the most. See, my entire life has been a set of goalposts. And I think people around my age feel similarly. And they start to go through almost like a quarter life crisis where my entire life has been focused on the next thing from high school to college, college to law school, law school to my first job. And when we've accomplished all of our goals, we feel lost because what's next? We don't have anything else to work towards. And if you're anything like me, you then set arbitrary goals like training for a marathon. My brain has always been buzzing with what is next? What can I do next? What can I accomplish next? It's honestly, it's exhausting. (laughs) But as someone who's a type A generator in human design, I'm just built this way and I can't shut it off. And my fiance will ask, well, why are you doing so much? And I just, I, I couldn't stop. I also want to preface before the pandemic hit, I was working out a lot. I had just run a marathon. So if anyone's ever run a marathon, you know, there's this post-marathon blues where you go from running five, six miles every day and 18 to 22 miles on the weekend and then to not running at all. It's actually, you don't know how to work out anymore. Like I'm like, do I, can I just go to the gym for 30 minutes? I don't think that that's a workout anymore. So you go from re- going for this big goal and then you really have nothing. You feel like you have nothing that you're working towards anymore. So of course, me being me, I immediately decided I was going to become a really good at strength training and get super strong. And I became obsessed with rumble boxing and rumble training and berries. And I was like working out so hard every single day. When the city shut down in March, we were lucky enough to be able to rent a family friend's house in Long Island And the whole time we were out there, 
I really felt lost. And I, I just wanted to come on here and, and make that clear. Um, because I think sometimes it seems like I have this really great um, way of coping with things and I've really got it all together. We were just very, in the first few months, we were very consumed with the news and what was going on. And I just think, in, especially because it was so bad in New York, um, we were just felt feeling very lost and we did our best. I mean, I was trying to do the at-home workouts. Um, I was attempting to go for runs, but I just, when you're not feeling great, it's kind of, it's funny. It's like a catch 22. They say, you know, workout makes you feel better. But when you aren't feeling yourself, it's very hard to make yourself go exercise. And I, I need to practice what I preach. I tell people, you know, oh, working out, moving your body makes you feel better. But it was really hard. I was also putting a lot of pressure on myself because I had gone from doing a marathon to these intense workouts to then when I got to out to Long Island, I was like, well, nothing's going to be good enough for me anymore. So I kind of just started doing nothing. I would do like 10 minutes and then just kind of go back to the couch and just binge TV. And we also thought, okay, let's just get through the next couple months. If it's that, if that means we're not going to be eating great and just watching a lot of TV, then whatever. We'll just, we're in a pandemic. Let's get through this. Obviously, it lasted longer than that. I just felt so anxious and sad the whole time. And my coping mechanism was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just eating terribly, um, drinking a lot. I just really, I wasn't myself anymore. I wasn't sleeping. I was irritable. I just, I really got sucked into a black hole of emotions out there. Even though I was getting up to work every day, that's all I was doing. And I just felt so purposeless and aimless. And I, I know a lot of you resonate with this feeling around that time. I look back and I was very sad. And I feel bad about it, but I also, I have to give myself grace. And that's part, part of this reflection is looking back at that and just realizing that was a bad time. And from there, I had, had to build back up. And it's okay because we're also, we're in a pandemic. Um, I can look back and realize that that was a bad time for me. And I wish I'd done a better job of showing that on social media, but I just, I honestly didn't, I had no interest in social media at the time. So I wasn't even going on there very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just, it was a long ramble to say that I had a very um, couple of like unhappy months where I just did not feel like myself and didn't really have any energy. And so if you f were feeling that this year, I just want you to know that you were not alone because I'm a very happy, optimistic person. And I was really lost for um, the first few months of this year and probably March through June. So end of May rolls around and uh, we lost my grandmother. And I just, this year has really kicked my ass. <laughs> It was devastating. Um, we're so close with her, and I grew up in a family in my hometown where we saw each other every week, multiple times a week, and she was one of the closest people to me. And you may have heard me mention before that I do feel like she's with me. I see signs from her all the time, but 
this was my first time ever losing someone, first time ever really feeling grief, and it really rocked me. Um, and I would wake up, I would be crying in my sleep. Um, I would just be flooded with thoughts of her all the time. And it was it was really hard. And then to not be able to go home for her funeral, because we still didn't know enough about COVID. Can we travel? Would it be even smart to get on a plane? And then be at the funeral and possibly give COVID to every single member of my family. It it was a really, really difficult decision. And it sucks that this year makes you like have to make those decisions. And that was also why the spring was such a dark time for me because I knew she was dying. I knew there was nothing I could do about it. And I knew I couldn't be with her. So eventually we made the decision to drive to Florida to make it home for my grandmother's ash ceremony. We spent two weeks with my family um, and it was sad. We were very, very sad, but I also was just so happy to be with them again after being away from them since February and just being so lonely. I just felt like a bit of myself again being around them. And on my birthday, I went to my grandmother's grave and I sang and cried and it just, it was a, it was a very, very tough time. Um, this first half of 2020. Um, and so then we set out on a road trip, um, across the country and we drove for three days, um, because we decided if we were going to visit my family, we were also going to go visit my fiance's family as well. Things I learned on this road trip, our country is beautiful. I feel like I've always been so biased towards New York. And I lived in this little New York City bubble where New York is everything. And if you're a New Yorker, you get it. There is nothing outside of Manhattan. And when you're just on the road, we were taking four hour shifts and just listening to a podcast or music or a audiobook and just staring out the window. You were you really see the country change. And I just was in awe of how we would go be in these rolling hills in Mississippi and then the desert of New Mexico. I mean, there were just things that I sites I'd never seen before. And I really found myself in nature on that drive. It really made me see our country through different eyes. And it really helped me start to just slow down and just be in the moment. As I mentioned, that's something that's extremely hard for me. And I think that's one of the reasons I struggled through those first few months is I, when you go from spending 28 years planning every like week ahead of time, and you don't have that anymore. It's it sounds like a small thing, but it actually is very challenging. And to just be in the moment and appreciate that drive was really good for me. And then when by the time we got to Arizona and just spent time with my fiance's family, we started exploring um, a state that I had never been to. Um, I'm if you don't know, I'm recording this actually in Arizona now. But at the time, I'd never been to Arizona, and. I just fell in love with it. When we went to Sedona, I actually felt an energy reaching my heart when we were driving in. It is, if you've never been there, it is something that is so magical and magnificent. There are actually, I believe, seven vortexes in the city and you feel the energy. Um, It's actually one of the only places in, in the country where you can see the stars and the Milky Way as vibrantly as you do. And 
These are things, I mean, I was a city girl. These are things I never thought about. I never thought about mountains. I cared, like, where's the closest coffee? Like, is my apartment, like, near a bodega? Like, I <laughs> I never thought about these things before. And that's what I want to make clear on this podcast, that, like, I have changed this year. And there's a lot of astrological reasons that I may have changed. Um, I'm currently in my Saturn return, which is a time of really like big growth in astrology and a lot of changes. But if you had asked me and back in January, if I cared about the mountains or the stars, or did I, you know, spend time in nature? I was like, no, I, I, no, I don't. So I started going for these morning walks. We started hiking every day and I just felt so present and really just caring more about like, where was I going to go on my hike that day? And I, I started feeling my body feel good again. And just being out in the mountain and doing exercise that just felt good for myself. I wasn't focused on, oh, am I going to burn a ton of calories? Oh, is this as strenuous as rumble? I was literally just walking and thinking and being present. And slowly started to see my, my body start to change and just start to feel good again. I started wanting to eat better again. I think those two go hand in hand. When you're taking care of yourself physically, you're going to want to just flood your body with nutrients. So I went from when we were in Long Island, I was eating pasta and pizza and drinking so much to now actually we had a drink, a couple drinks at dinner, but it wasn't really I wasn't like looking forward to it like I did so much on Friday nights out in Long Island. And when we flew back to New York, I was really scared of how I was going to feel when we got back. It was really like starting to wonder like, well, what do I have here anymore? Like what is my hobby? My hobby had been like doing these workout classes and going to these um, restaurants. And, and with that all gone, like I felt again, lost. And I was trying to continue doing these morning walks. But when I would find myself just walking through the city to get to really just the Hudson River, I really felt my body just like craving the nature that I'd had before. So after a couple months of a lot of inner work and journaling and just thinking about what I wanted, what we wanted, and a lot of just sitting up on the roof and talking and just manifesting really and meditating and yoga and Pilates on the roof and all these things, these practices that I was trying to bring into my life that I'd started doing over the summer when we were in Arizona and Florida, I put all my stuff in storage and my lease ended and we left. And it was really sad. Um, the night before we left, I was crying and just knowing that I wasn't sure when I was going to be back. And I had spent, you know, my whole life really wanting to get to New York. And once I got there, I didn't think I was ever going to leave. And I just knew that it was time. And it was one of those, my heart knew it was time to go. My brain was telling me, oh, why don't you stay? But I knew my in my gut that we had to leave. And when we left, we went out to California for two weeks and just, again, just road tripped. Um, we got engaged and it was just a really special time. Um, and we were just really proud of ourselves um, for for leaving because it was one of the hardest things we've ever done, especially, you know, putting all your stuff in storage and really just dwindling your life down to a suitcase saying goodbye to friends. 
um, and not really knowing what we were doing next. We didn't have a plan. Um, we just knew we were going to go to California for a couple weeks um, and just spent a lot of time by the water and just dreaming. And then we went back to Arizona and we spent a month in Phoenix and realized while we were here just how much we identified with the lifestyle here, how much we loved, how easy it was to go hiking, how much nature there is, and just really felt grounded. Um, I It's the craziest feeling, but I, when we go on hikes, I sometimes tell my fiance, I feel like I've been here before. Even though I'd only been to Arizona for my first time in July, I feel deep down like I'd spent time here in like a past life because I just do feel so connected when we go hiking. And just so soulful. And I feel like I've gotten so much more just spiritual and connected and just high vibe, really, um, since we've come out here. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm out in nature and I'm not suffocated by the distractions of a city where everywhere you go, it's just lights and energy. And that's all great, but there's no silence. There's no just being out on a mountain and literally not hearing anything except for your own breath. There's no time to think. And I think that was really what I was missing. Um, I was so just full of distractions and my phone and I'm on the subway and I'm on my phone and then I'm at work and I'm at a screen that I never just took the time to just slow down and actually think. And I think that's partly why I felt like, oh, well, this is me slowing down and thinking I'm just setting my next goal for next year. No, like actually just sitting there and just spewing thoughts into a journal and being present and meditating. I tried to meditate in New York and I couldn't do it. I felt like I was, again, putting on a timer on an app and it was it was making it more of like a, you need to do this because everyone's doing it rather than just finding myself doing it and realizing it's really nice and just being present with my thoughts and not being afraid of those thoughts. I think that was one of the most challenging parts of this year for everybody was the idea that we had to sit at home and be alone with ourselves. The real work came when I started putting my phone away and started going on eight mile hikes for four hours where I'm just totally disconnected and all I have are my thoughts. And sometimes I, my fiance and I will talk, but really just all I have is me. And that's when you start to realize why you're here and what your gift is and what you're supposed to be doing. And all of the noise is just cut out. And when I really look back and do a larger reflection on my entire life, my biggest aha moments have been when the noise was gone. I had a moment when I was studying abroad in London and I had no, I really didn't have a phone. I had no Wi-Fi, I, um, no signal. So the only time I could check my phone was when I was like back at my dorm room. And I had so many realizations that summer. And that was the summer I dropped out of pre-med and I decided I was going to study more international relations and um, journalism and then ended up going to law school a year later. But I didn't have those realizations before because I was so suffocated with the noise and the Googling and the news and everyone's opinions. And it was what I realized was I have to cut out the noise in my life to be able to really get to where I'm supposed to be. 
And that can be just taking a walk. I know not all of us are so lucky that we have a mountain in our backyard, but it can just be taking a walk, but without a podcast, without um, music. Just go for a walk and just see what comes to your head. There are so many amazing writers who this was actually one of their tricks as they just go for a walk and when they had writers walk and they would have the aha moment and come back and finish what they were writing and there's been um authors that you would just see just like walking through the town and it's because that was really them doing the work and the other just suggestion I have too is not to put the pressure on it I found like I mentioned when I was doing the meditating before it was aimless. There was no point to it because I was just putting a timer on an app and forcing myself to do something. You need, you need to let it come to you. And that can just be setting, shutting off the electronics and just sitting there and journaling and just seeing what feels good. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're doing it for, to feel good for yourself, not so you can advertise on a, on a story, oh, hey, I meditated for five minutes today. Give me a prize. And that goes back to how I started this podcast with the list of accomplishments versus I don't really have anything to say. I mean, my we moved across the country and we're engaged, but as for these personal like career uh, going up the ladder, I don't have a promotion to brag about. I don't have things that I'm going to be able to list out in, a, in an Instagram post like I did last year, but I do have the inner work that has been done. And I do have the very obvious change that I see. And I think a lot of people have seen and it all happened because of this year and because things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And I actually became present. I said the other day to my fiance, I don't know if I ever just sat and looked at a tree before or like looked out the window while we were driving. I think I was always on Instagram or playing with the radio. I don't think I ever just stopped and looked around and appreciated just what was around me and just was so grateful for these beautiful trees. I'm looking out at the window or the hummingbird I always see out here. I don't think I noticed before. I really can't remember a time that I just looked out the window without taking a photo and posting it online and then walking away. And I'm just so grateful for the ability to do that now and just appreciate each day as a healthy beautiful day where I have my health and I have an amazing partner and I have a home and I have an incredible family. And that goes back to another thing that I learned this year and that I implemented was the morning routine that involves my journaling and my gratitude practice. And it's it's really not that complicated. I think people get overwhelmed with, oh, I, all these things I have to add into my morning. But when you start slowing down, which is what I did, and you realize, oh, I can actually spare 10 minutes, five minutes to do this and not, oh, I need to jump out of the bed and get right onto the computer because that was actually crippling to me And in the long run that I was getting out of bed. My eyes went from closed to looking at a screen to looking at Instagram. It was my anxiety was through the roof. My cortisol levels were so high because I was immediately exposing myself and reacting but when you're just sitting down and you're slow and you're just writing down the things that you 
are so grateful to have because there are, there are always going to be things that you are grateful to have. Even if you're focused on, oh, I don't have, I don't have this, I don't have that. You actually do have a lot. Just being grateful for your health, that has been huge this year. I thank my body every day and I, I get sad when I think about how hard I've been on my body in the past. I just should be so grateful that it's kept me healthy and COVID-free this year. I'm so grateful that my family's been healthy. I'm so grateful for the memories that I had with my grandmother and how close we were and how I know she knows I loved her. And there are just so many, so much good that people choose to look past. And this year has really taught me to just focus on exactly what I have right now. And yes, goal setting is great, but it also is about just being grateful for what we have already. And when you do that, the goals are going to become that much easier to accomplish. Another thing I realize is when you're on this journey of just goalpost after goalpost after goalpost, there's no time to just sit and think, actually, what am I good at? Is there room for me to pivot on this path? Not my old mindset where I used to think, oh, you know, I'm already 28. I've already gone to law school. This is for life. I just this is my life path and I'm just going to keep going up a corporate ladder. No, like there is room to pivot. There is room to realize that you have other gifts that aren't being realized. And so my started doing is keeping a list of everything that I am objectively gifted at. I am an expert at. What are my God-given talents that I know not everyone has? And writing is one of them, writing and editing. And I know this because I used to think writing was really easy. And if you are having trouble figuring out what your gift is, think about what comes so easy to you that you are actually shocked when you realize it doesn't come easy to other people. It could be anything. It could be public speaking. It could be um, could be math. What is something that you just could do in your sleep? that other people can't. And I wrote all those down. And then I also made a list of my passions. What lights me up? Because that's another thing I've realized in learning about my human design. I'm a generator. And if you don't know, a human design is basically your energy blueprint that was created when you were born. It is your soul's true, truest self. And my energy blueprint is that of a generator. And a generator is genuinely lit up when they're doing something they're passionate about. They're in flow state. They are just so excited and happy and to the point that they actually light up everyone around them. And if people know me, you know this is true. When I am excited about something, I am get you excited about it too. And it's also as equally obvious to me when I'm not excited about something. So I made a list of everything I was just so passionate about and in flow state about and could talk about all day. And when I started to piece those things together, the podcast kept jumping out of me, out at me. Um, writing a book kept jumping out at me. Things that I just know when I am working on it, I will be so pumped and it'll become so easy. And when I started doing the podcast, it all just was coming so, so easy that I knew the universe was saying, you are on the right path. Like the synchronicities are there. Um, because that's what happens when you're grateful, when your vibration is really high, the universe will say, I'm ready now to send you signals. And as a generator, that's another thing I've learned is I have to wait for those signs. And when they're coming, I'm ready to receive them. And a lot of that has 
um, been because I've allowed myself the space to receive the signs. I've cleared my head of a lot of the things that I was thinking about before and I was missing the signs. So this could be a whole other podcast, but since I've just allowed myself to um, be open to what I'm meant to do and good at, it, the signs have been coming and I'm now open to receiving them. And just to reflect back again, that's not who I was before. This is who I am at the end of 2020. And going into 2021, it's going to be just using all of these building blocks from 2020 and putting them into action. I have really done the work this year and the work never stops. Like I'm going to be continuing to be on this inner quest and inner journey and just keep connecting and finding my people and finding my way in this world. But it all started with 2020 for me. I had to be broken down, which I was. I I don't even recognize myself and I get very sad when I think about myself from the spring. You have to be broken down to be built back up again. And I know this to be true. It's happened to me before my senior year of college. I went through an awful, horrible breakup, which I should probably do just a whole other podcast on that as well. And I had to build myself back up again. And I graduated college, a new version of me. And I I used to call it like my rebirthing because I truly felt like a different person. Um, But I had to be broken down. Um, So when I look at this year, I was broken down. I built myself back up. And I think 2021, I think it's going to be a really great year for me. And, And I don't know, maybe there won't be a bullet point list of accomplishments. Honestly, it's probably better that there's not because that means I'm spending my time doing things that matter to me. One of the questions I received um, on Instagram when I talked about doing this solo episode was, what was the biggest aha moment in my holistic health journey? And a year ago, I would have said, oh, it was reading Genius Foods. It was going to a Saqqara talk, learning that actually nutrition is more important than calories. All of that's true. Those are really, you know, monumental moments for me when I learned about how important it is to take care of my brain, how important it is to give my body what it needs versus looking at a number and, you know, cutting out processed foods, all all of the things, all the things that now I'm actually getting a master's in public health because of. But my biggest aha moment to date is learning that I am my best teacher. I have the answers. They're all inside of me. I just have to be willing to look inside and find them. And I was spending so much time consuming and reading and looking at the opinions of others and adding all those things to my routine and becoming a meditator because so-and-so says to meditate And I was never just actually asking myself what I needed, what I wanted, what I'm meant to do. And this might sound ridiculous. You might think, okay, if I already know it, then why don't I know it? But it's about learning about yourself and learning how you anticipate and feel things. And for example, I learned that I am a gut feeling girl and that is because I'm a generator. When I am excited about something or when I am not excited about something, I will feel it in my gut. And 
I used to ignore those feelings. I would think, oh, that's just that's just fear or that's just, I'm just nervous. I should go ahead and do this anyway. And looking back, I've made a lot of poor decisions when really my body was telling me all along if it was going to be right for me. So my greatest lesson of 2020 was being able to look inside and know that the answer will be there and just be present and be grateful and realize that the journey is just as vital, if not more so, than the end goal. And just being still and realizing how much greatness comes from being still. Uh, the book Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday was one of my favorite reads this year. I read all three of his books this year. Um, Ego is the Enemy, Stillness is the Key, and Obstacle is the Way. But Stillness is the Key really hit me when I needed to. Um, it documents how many great, powerful leaders, people that we've heard of who attribute stillness and the art of doing nothing to so much of their greatness, because I think that's a misconception that if you're going to be great, if you're going to reach your goals, that you need to be pushing yourself 24-7. And that's just not the case. I mean, even sleep is just so important, not only for our immunity, but our ability to function. So many of the best ideas come from when you are just silent and still and not only is it helpful for productivity, but it's helpful for anxiety and just overall well-being and just checking in with yourself. If you're constantly thinking about others, then who's thinking about you? So I'm afraid I'm going to listen back to this and it'll be a lot of rambling, but I had a lot to say and I had a lot to process from this year. And that's really what this was for me was just a download of everything I learned, all of the inner work, all the inner growth, all of the lessons that I learned. I hope we all, you know, take it into 2021. This is the time to really reflect this week and process everything we've been through and not forget it. If I had to choose words to define my 2020, they would be presence, stillness, gratitude. For 2021, I just want to use all the lessons I've learned to really create and design my beautiful life and the life that I was brought here to live. I want to keep searching for my purpose, for the reason that I'm on this earth. I'm going to keep this podcast going. I'll be doing some more solo episodes. I will be bringing on some amazing guests. And I manifested this. I manifested this podcast a year and a half ago when I bought a mic. So just being grateful for the fact that it's here and you're listening. And if I could just leave you with one last thing to marinate on, it's that it's never too late to design the life that you want or just leave it all, change everything. I moved across the country. I started a podcast. It's never too late to just do what you want and just make it happen for yourself because at the end of the day, all you have is yourself and you are your best friend. So 
if you want to do it, just go for it. Who cares what people say or think, or if they leave you a negative review, or if they tell you it's too hard to move across the country. If you want to do it, just do it. So happy new year. I hope you are listening to this with your family and that you are feeling happy and healthy and excited for next year because I am. And I love you all. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Lit Up With Low. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow me on Instagram at Lit Up With Low. Have a great day.